Socrates the Great with my brother, Dr. Pedro Beer, over here, my co-host. What's going on, Pedro, man? What's up, everyone? How are you? Everything good? Everything's good, brother. How you doing? All right. You know how it is. Uh, over there in the background, like always, the producer slash the guy that brings the beer sometimes, and he brought lunch. He brought food this time. Whoa. Oh my God, DJ EFM brought food. Woo! DJ we gotta George throw, ah, we gotta throw a party, <laughs> brother. What's going on, EFN? What's new? Aggie. How was your holidays? Great. I don't have a microphone, so don't talk to me. <laughs> Just talk, bro. We could hear you. We could hear you, bro. Stop playing. Stop playing. We could hear you. This is a Dominican podcast. Soon. Don't worry about it. It's coming soon. Hey, we got back our our buddy, the the the, the beer the beer critic. Yeah, yeah. C.O. George, what's up, George? C.O. George, what's going on, man? We got a lot of beer for you to try today, George. That's right, my brother. We got a whole bunch of beer for you because, you know, you haven't been out here for like two weeks, three weeks? Nobody's got to work. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about that stuff. I don't even want to know. Uh, Epi, my brother, what's going on? Damn, he's throwing Epi in the hey, spot. We got, we, we got my brother Epi joining us here for the first time. What's going on, man? Everything good? To you too, my brother. Thanks a lot. And on the sound, like always, <laughs> on the sound, like always, my, the Inca warrior, Boris. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Happy holidays, bro. Happy holidays. How's Crowfeet treating you, man? It's all right. Let's, it's all right? Don't going. rush me, bro. Let it keep going? Don't, don't rush me. <laughs> Let it keep going, man. All right. So what is this, Pedro? Tell, tell, tell the world what this is, man. Welcome and cheers to be cheers. Fridays. Uh, today, where were you? You, well, one, you forgot. No, no, but hold on, hold on, because you know what it is? That I'm saving the best for last. Oh, okay, okay. So hold on, hold all on, right. all right? All right. If you want to introduce, you know, our, our, our how can I, how, how's, the title should be Beer Connoisseur or Beer, uh. So this is Lewis. Yeah, but Beer oh. Developer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I want to I I get your, your, your title, your, your, how can I say that, your title right? Or the, the. What is that? Well, ask him, man. No, no, Lewis. And, and I'm sorry. I know Lewis from Old Deck uh, Beer and one of our local brewery here. And um, But I, I want to know like exactly what is the uh, the title that we sh should call a person that develops, that makes beer. I mean, is, is there a title? Or, or how should like I approach a person, you know, in, in at, at your level? Let's put it that way. Brewer. That's as simple as it gets. Brewer, just a brewer. Yeah. Not just a beer brewer. connoisseur. No, nah, nah, I'm you far know, from a beer better. connoisseur. I just like to make beer and have people drink it. Okay. Definitely. So just brewer. brewer, brewer. Is brewer. Lewis the brewer. That's it. That's the it. Brewer. Very Lewis. simple. Oh, okay, okay. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank Welcome. you. Welcome. And um and, and I know Pedro was the one who actually connected us with, with Lewis to bring it up here and um uh, for us to kind of like, you know, learn more about the whole process of, of how beer is made what type of beer they make and all that stuff, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And and your 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 story as far as uh, Old Deck, I, you guys were called something different before, Yeah, right? we were, we originally started as Black Point Brewery. Black and Point, uh, right. we got a, we were gonna get a cease and desist from uh, Blue Point Brewery out of New York, oh. owned by Anheuser-Busch. Whoa! Of, yeah, it was very similar, blue, black, they were both nautical themed, so. Mm. Attorney was like, don't even try it. So we switched okay. over to Old Deck, which is pretty much, it's like a 30-year-old deck we had out in the backyard where we got started brewing and stuff like that. So that's pretty much where the name came from. Backyards, very grassroots. So everything that we make is representative of, of us. Us, our backyard, the good times, 
what, what made you go into like developing beer? Let, let me put it that way: developing or or trying beer or making the like the right beer. I mean, man, not to offend my man next no, door, no, no, but no, I no, got no, tired so. of drinking Coronas and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Heineken Coronas, and you know what? I I was like, there has to be something better out there. So I got to taste some uh, some beer out of the West Coast. Drove me crazy, and uh, I got a homebrew kit for Christmas from my sister, and I've been brewing 16 years since. That's it. I got it's that passion to make more, better, different, and just give Miami what they don't have here. So. What do you think makes a good beer? And I know everybody has different tastes. Okay, everybody has different tastes, and and they might like hazy or dark or whatever, whatever, or IPAs. But to you, this is this is you know your for you personally, what makes to you a good beer? Balance, man. Balance. That's it. To me, that's what makes a great beer is balance. Because you can have a strong beer, but if it's uh, a dark beer, let's say, but if it's like too roasty, then it's too bitter and astringent. It's not balanced. So you balance all those dark malts. You get a nice malty, coffee, chocolate. If you make a light beer with not enough flavor, it's too watery. So it's all about that balance. You make a hoppy beer with too much hops, it gets too bitter. So you can't drink it. So uh, I wanted to bring Miami something different. So that's why I brought out Faded to the market. So Faded is a very balanced IPA. You get tons of hot flavor, like the papaya, the passion fruit, um, orange, peach, but everything's balanced. So you get a nice flavorful beer with some bitterness, but everything plays harmoniously together. So that to me is the best thing about a beer is balanced beer. You mentioned, and, and I'm sorry, yeah, I know Pedro's like dying to to, to to go in there, but it's one more, and then I, I, and I let you have I let you have Lewis for yourself. Uh, but to you, and you, I, you, you just mentioned, you know, those big name brewery, and I'm not even going to mention them, you know, hell with them. <laughs> I should have said the names then. <laughs> no, 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 hell with them, because you know, but um, what do you? see people gravitate more into what is that people are looking into more like 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 if they go to you what are they looking for like you know because i because i know like those commercial beers you know they have certain flavors certain look to them or certain taste that people tend to gravitate like oh no i like this one because of this is that to you in your point of view in 16 years of experience what do you think people gravitate tend to gravitate more as the years have progressed, people actually ask for more and more different stuff because they're tired of just tasting a very bland, very stereotypical beer. It has to be light. The same. It the has same. to be flavorless. So people throughout the years have been exploring more and more into craft. So they ask for like the darker beers, the sour beers, the fruited beers, and it's just giving them that. Like people have really, as the culture here in Miami has changed with the beer industry, people have gotten a lot more savvy. You know, savvy Savvy, yes and no, because beer here has is still in its infancy compared okay. to other markets. So people aren't really used to drinking like really, really good beer here in Miami. That's why we're starting to change the culture here with like the beer scene and, and whatnot. But yeah, man, people really don't ask for the same thing anymore. Everybody in beer events asks, oh, I want this or I want a ready or I want a hoppy beer. Or, I want a sour beer. So, I mean, it's it's good to know that the taste buds here in Miami are changing and people are gravitating away from those big beers and that's why you have all these beers like you brought today you have a pineapple milkshake you have a coffee and a colada a, a style you have a 12 barley wine like it's 
so diverse now, just like our culture here, man. It's super no, diverse, right. and uh, that's what people are, are looking for nowadays. And, and I think it's Variety. a good thing. I, I, yeah, I think it's a good thing because the fact that we're not keeping with the same tradition, we're like kind of moving to new things, yeah, new tastes, new, you know. But you know, listening to you speak just now, and and since so you have more experience with people that are, you know, asking for different type of beer, so it, I think people are becoming smarter or or, or more knowledgeable absolutely innocent as they start tasting more and more stuff they become more educated they start asking let's say people like myself hey you know what makes this beer like this what makes this beer like that and they start asking questions and and that's all it is man it's knowledge knowledge is power no you, you know what them, you... and you know what and, and, and you know and, and lewis uh, I, I, I like to be very, very observant. Dali. <laughs> I, I like to be very observant. And, and, <laughs> and I was looking at uh, when, when actually when you opened the, the Pale L when it became Bay. Everything that, here. It's, you know, yeah, it's self, self it, service. Right? And, you know, Anything you, you want. Just <laughs> dig in, dig in. Including your own stuff. Dig, <laughs> okay. in, dig in. But I, I noticed it. I noticed that you, and I, I'm sorry, but hold on. It, the ones, hey, so cheers, selling, everyone. The ones self, self, selling the, the, the shot is our trainer. I wanted to introduce Ivan later on because we're going to have like a little segment about, you know, we had uh, we, we, we had <laughs> Danny <laughs> last time. We, we had Danny last time. We had Danny last time. Danny OG from Salt. And I wanted to kind of like, you know, uh, have your, since you actually listened to it already, I wanted to kind of like, you know, bring you later on. To kind of like you know tell us more about you know what he said and okay. your perspective of it. Yeah. That's why I didn't want like spoil our surprise. You know that in house, in house No, 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 no. <laughs> our in house trainer, Ivan Hidalgo, is here with us. He wasn't here when when uh, when Danny was here because he had some previous engagement. And I, I wanted to kind of bring him later in, but uh, he served a couple of shots which I didn't take because uh, I'm like a little under the weather. I learned the way, oh, but I'm always good with beer. Me. I would have said, but I, away, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed, Louis, going back to Louis, I noticed that when you opened that um, the Biscayne Bay, that the first thing you did was actually look at it, you know, because I'm very observant. You looked at it, you know, and you kind of like put it a little into the light, and then you kind of smelled it a little, right? You just a little smell, and then you tasted it, just like a little sip, and then you, after that little sip, then you actually took like the the real yeah, yeah, yeah. the the real I don't know. But uh, uh, tell us about that. Like you know, what was was the, the idea behind it? Because you know, guys that actually deal with wine do that too. They kind of like smell it and taste it, and, and then they go into it. Well, this is uh, when you package beer like this. Uh, there could be a lot of stuff that goes wrong with the beer. Uh, you get too much oxygen, not enough carbonation. As in this case, the beer has like no carbonation. Yeah, it's very it's undercarbonated. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's just quality checking out other people's quality control. Got it. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, okay. Smelling it, see how it smells, see how it tastes, and then yeah. seeing the package product. And, <laughs> and in this case, this one was a little undercarbonated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 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 if it's on the little undercarbonated, what does that mean? The beer is like flat. You don't get a you don't get especially on the nose on a, like on a pale or an IPA where you want the the hops to pop. The learn, carbonation, people learn. The carbonation kind of brings up all those aromas of the of the hops. So if it's flat, you're kind of just tasting. That's why I like flat uh, beer. That's why I like this. No, listen. That's why I like my podcast. Oh, our podcast. I'm sorry, our podcast. Hey, sorry, man. Sorry. You know, I mean, I mean, like, because you always learn something new. Like, you know, I, I didn't know about 
about carbonation that um, if it doesn't have that much carbonation, then you're not going to be able to smell it. All right. It's and flat on your mouth. It usually when the beer's more carbonated, it like tingles in your tongue. It pops more. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. since I know you're all about balance, which yeah. is uh, one of the things I remember from when we met that one time. Because I was, I mean, there was a lot of brewers there, some big, some small. What I found yours to be interesting is since I grew up in Kendall, well, the high school years, like 17 and, and around that age, grew up in Kendall. So you guys were, were from Kendall one. Um, grassroots like you said and then all every beer i tried that day was balanced and that was thank you man. i appreciate that yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a, that was a compliment then is yeah. a compliment now um and everyone was was really good yeah cuz sometimes you do start kind of going you know like i've tried sours but then you look for those balanced sours cuz i mean it's way too sour is way too acidic way, it's almost like a, like a sharp lactic acid too much yeah so it's, it's, it's yeah and i think <laughs> People tend to taste something that they like, right? And then they try to push those boundaries. And sometimes it works. Um, but then a lot of times, especially when people are first uh, turned on to a certain type of beer, it's off-putting almost. Correct. So, uh, and I've experienced that when I, um, you know, let's say for IPAs or whatever, once you start getting into Imperials and even Triples and stuff like that, it was like great at first. And then you kind of like pull back. And now Pale Ales for me is like that nice, but balanced, sweet. Uh, yeah. I, See, we had an issue at the beginning with our faded IPA. People would always come up to us and be like, oh, we don't like IPAs. IPAs are too bitter. They're too strong. And that's, once you start, uh, that's our boy yeah, over there. Like, you know what? That's, <laughs> that's a perfect a, match to give some faded to. So you're going to get some bitterness, but you're going to get a ton of fruit flavor. And it's going to be. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've, we've converted many non IPA drinkers because of our beers. So if it's all right with you, uh, yeah, let's you want to yeah. try that uh, faded? George? Yeah, I'll try it. Okay, exactly. <laughs> George, George, I was going to say no. Do, do, when, when you become more of a, a brewer, like yourself, Luis, do you tend to gravitate towards like one particular type of blend of beer? Or you want to keep on trying different types and just producing different types for people to kind of like taste and go there? Or you just type like, I'm, I'm going to stick with IPAs or Pale L or whatever, and this is it. Uh, at the beginning, one is very close-minded, but you don't really learn the craft until you really start brewing a little bit of everything. Because er every beer has its like nuance when it comes to like fermentation. Like Belgian beers are fermented a different way than American beers because the yeasts are a lot more estuary. They give a lot more aromas and flavors. And if so every beer has its distinct way of being brewed. And if you only brew one style, you're not really... A brewer at that point man you really got to open your mind and and read and see how uh, like the in in the trappist monks used to brew the beers all open fermenters and stuff like that so yeah i, I like brewing a little bit of everything look, look my mind like is right now as, as i learn more from you it's going like a it's going like a, a thousand <laughs> a, 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 a thousand miles per hour and you know you you mentioned that the, the belgium beers are yeah. more uh, ar aromatic, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> aromatic, no, or um, that they they into like the, the 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 smell of it and all that stuff. Is it is is it what's the then what is the difference between like a Ber uh, a Belgian beer, a, a German beer, you know, and all that stuff? It is the majority of the beers, man. It's it's just really the yeast and the hops. I mean, because I can make the same uh, what you call the grist, which is the malt that you use. 
with a Belgian beer, it's just pretty much just one grain, which is like a Pilsner malt. And then really? I can make an IPA with just one malt pilsner and one hop, and it still be the same grist, like same base recipe, mm-hmm. but the yeast and the hops is what makes a beer completely different. Yeast and the hops. The yeast and the hops. So the hops are the little, the little right. flowers that mm-hmm. uh, bitter the beer, and then they have uh, they have oils inside of them, and then as you boil them, they release the oils, and then they also release acidity so the longer you boil them the more of the aromas are boiled off but the more bitter the beer gets so that's oh, why you add hops geez. at different times during the, bro- you the, you. the, so the you brewing gotta, process so you have to be real careful how, you gotta know when to use much, it how to use it right exactly and and, and, uh, and like i guess how much time you give it to for it to um kind of boil and and, and right. all that stuff yeah, you boil it too long, eh, you're going to get way too bitter. And then bitter. the more you boil the beer, the more concentrated the sugars get. So the higher the alcohol the beer is. Gotcha. And this one is... Uh, That's the fading. So, so this is fading. The fading. Yeah. I, I smell it. I smell it, yeah, okay. So for, for a non-IPA guy, it's a, it's a little more drinkable than your regular IPA. Go ahead. Go ahead. You like it, George? What's, what's, tell, tell, tell the people what, what is it. Tell, tell them. You what? like it? Yeah. Wow, man! It's like the first time, like in a what? Like in like, George? Can you, can you years? Can you say that in the mic? Can you say that in the mic, George? It's really good. Oh, George! It's a, it's it's hundred percent approved by Eric. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I like, it's magic. So, so it's a uh, little smell, right? Well, some some, it, it, some people's nostrils, one nostril is better than the other. No, but actually, you know what? I'll, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's in my, oh, yeah, yeah. it tastes in my mouth. Yeah. The, the flavor, yeah. the flavor is in my mouth. That's what it ah! <laughs> She always says that. Don't pay attention to her, bro. She always says that stuff. But uh, yeah, I could actually, because this is what you were saying so before. This one? This yeah. One? That's so that's a faded. Fade. This is a fade. That's uh, 6.20% alcohol. Shout out to Mendes Fuel, by the way, yeah. for carrying Mendes this. Coming it's through. It's really yeah. good. Thank it you. is made here locally? Yeah. yeah they make it. What's so the name? That, the, it's faded, so it's an acronym for fresh all day, every day. Dope. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I see that the, they, yeah. you know, they put it as an acronym. Fresh. So, Fresh, right, fresh, right, all day, right, every day. Right, so I, supposed to be, like, I was, wanted to ask him. Right. All day, fruit. every day. Yeah, we got to use the connotation of fade. No, means one right, thing, right, but right, you put right, a little right, dodge right, 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 and it's approved by George, man. So, oh yeah, it's like it. George stamp of approval. He doesn't like craft beers, many at least not many. I just learned that this beer is actually really balanced because of what Lewis said. The smell, the taste, uh, wait, wait, the carbonation. You, you feel balanced after drinking this beer? It brought it brought balance. It brought balance. <laughs> balance, 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 balance. I learned, I learned from Lewis today what what balance is when it comes to a beer. Oh. The smell. The carbonation, the look, and the taste that the it, it, it makes you feel sexy. I didn't want to say that. Thank you for saying it. But th- thank you, Louis. Thank you. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is the thing about the learning. I like it. So he's, he's, the beer, he's the beer Jedi here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah know, bringing bodies to the force. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good, actually. Very, very good. Very yeah. good. And the cool thing is, since you guys are from Kendall, right? Yeah. And, uh, what I've noticed too is 
within the Kendall community, the faded has been like in um, uh, Spanish, Spanish Marie, Marie carries it. it. Yeah, um, Finca carries it. They're kind of like sister oh, restaurant, shit, which is. Um, uh, Ilas Canarias, no? No, uh, the, the, uh, no. The same, yeah, same yeah. farm. Uh, exactly. Nineteen forty one. Amelia's. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Tacos and tattoos has it on top. Yeah, oh. a lot. So you see how that, like right you were here, talking about that hub. grassroots yeah. kind of. So can you talk about that a little bit? No, like how that, I go to those places, I, need... I always in those places. I'm, I'm asking for this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there, I'm more sorry, not, nothing to say. Oriented stuff like no. yeah. So how did it go from no. brewing in your old deck, pretty much, right, to distributing it to Candle and maybe other places? All right, so. It was kind of crazy because I was content just being a home brewer. I work with uh, local government, and I have 20 years in already. So I have, like, about four or five years left. So we started home brewing and the events, and then the events started picking up steam, and people started asking for the beer. So I'm like, oh, you know, what are we, gonna do? we don't have the funds to start up a brewery. Starting a brewing minimum is, like, half a million dollars Whoa. up to a couple mil. And uh, we, we weren't going to – I can't right now. So I told, uh, we were sitting outside on the deck, and my wife and I started talking, and we're like, why don't we see if we could find someone that would make our beer for us, and we find the distributor, and then we start, you know, hitting Miami with, with our brand, but not having to open up a spot. Gotcha. So that's what we did. We teamed up with a local brewery, which is a tank brewing company, tank, and they're okay. out. And so they brew our beer for us, and then we get distributed by Nomad, which is another local, local guy. Nice. So, so, and that's how we. That's how I started. It's just giving Miami because events got crazy. People started asking for the beer. Where can we find this beer? Uh, can we come over to your house? I'm yeah, like, I would love to have everyone over the house. It's like the I'm samples happy, are this. Happy, I'm happy. But my my question would be: Now that you say that you have a person that well, company that makes it for you guys, yeah. but you in charge of everything behind the scene, like you know the taste and all that stuff, the recipe, how it's supposed to be, yeah. and all that stuff, right? So it's it's. A homebrew recipe scaled up. I had I sat in with them. They taught me a lot that I didn't even know after brewing for so many years. When you're brewing 10 gallons to brewing 465 gallons, mm. it's a huge difference when it comes to how much ingredients to use, gotcha. the percentage, the ratios. But it's it gets can't, out can't of my just multiply it. No, I, you can't just multiply it. I multiply it and then they're like, "Dude, you're freaking crazy, bro! You can't you can't do that much of a hops or that much of the grain." So they, I really learned a lot doing this the last year and a half. I've it's 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 crazy how little us homebrewers know once you get into the into the commercial <laughs> mainstream, side right? into the mainstream yeah, yeah so it's it's been a great learning experience for us learning how it works on the production side but yeah it's pretty much just a homebrew recipe scaled up and then I go during the brew days I go in during a because the beer takes about like three weeks to be done so I'll go in during the brew once a week check the beer taste it check the log see how how it's doing and uh, that's pretty much it. And then it gets sent out, and then I hit up accounts on the weekends. It looks like you want to, like, you know, you just uh, finish your years. I want to finish and, my years and, to and be able to just, just do this like twenty four seven kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I will. Bro, it's, it's it'll be a dream to be able to do this. Not not huge, but like on a smaller scale, to really because I Have like, you like your own space, and my stuff? own small space, and be Winnie. just creative with it, man. Just do a bunch of different stuff Winnie. to keep people happy. All right, but um. You know, but the, the it, it, you know what, like the, the your, your passion right now, and you know we we're looking at each other, and and uh, and uh, I I see the, the passion in you, and um, that says a lot about the brand, like the brand. I like the brand, 
Okay, and and the smell, like you know, everything that you actually told me in in, in a couple of minutes. All right, but the, the passion that I, that I see in your eyes, you know, that you want to like, you know, to be doing be doing this like forever and ever, 24-7. And this is my passion. This is my life, and I, and I want to like people to have a good beer, you know, to have those options out there. Right, right. right. That there's not like going back to what you say for. It's not only those commercial brand, man. Hey, you know, everybody has their own place. I right. don't. I drink my commercial beer once in a while, but yeah, yeah. man, we need to have. No, you know, I, 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 I stopped. Like, I'm doing this one. No, I have talk, this man. one for now. But, and, and, you know, it's it's more, you know, it's just having more choices. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and not being afraid. Like, I told my son that he's 17 and I'm soon to be 17. That just they just want to eat the same thing. Like, yo, man, come on, try this. Come on, bro, try something different. Yeah. You know, you have to like push some time people to actually try something different. And then when they try it, they're like, Well, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, and, you've been missing out because you don't want to try. And that's a good analogy, really. It comes down to options and whether you want to go to a chain restaurant, for example, mm -hmm. like food. You know you're gonna get the same thing whether you're in Florida or in California. Yeah, right? Same taste, the same Right. Versus going to a family owned restaurant or something that's fairly unique with a unique chef and his own ideas and his own uh, thoughts and his own creation. So uh, brewing beer is the same way in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like it. And and, um, and I, I think, you know, it transmits your passion. The beer transmits your passion. Transmits, transmit what is it that you are going to get when you drink it. Okay? So Old Deck, to me, is 100% legit. I like it. Thank you, thank you know, you. I recommend it. I have no problem with it at all. And I, you know, when I go to those local places that I always go to, instead of, you know, having the, those commercial ones, I'm having the Mendes Fuel. Can we try Mendes? the new one? Oh, let's yeah, go, yeah, man. Let's go, right. bro. What's about? Yeah, hey, welcome, Wendy, my brother. What's going on, Wendy? <laughs> this is Lewis from Old Deck. Hey, man, I see the whole Yeah, we're here, man. We're here. What you guys got Okay, we got Lewis from Old Deck, man. It's a brewer. Man, it's teaching. It's teaching us like, you know, the, the A, B, and C. The A, B, and C of a beer, bro. Okay. That's that wine bar, right? That wine bar? Yeah, yeah. they got a bunch of, like, crazy different beers. Is it? I think no, your brand no. needs to be in there. Is it to try or is it? No, no, no. You buy. Like, okay. They sell all types. Like, oh, like, uh, like yeah, the yeah. crowlers like, and growlers? I've seen the one that you brought the They're first Like the jugs. Oh, it's on where? It's on A Street, right? No, no. On US 1 and 17. It's like a restaurant. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Great cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great cigar. Yeah, yeah. Cigars. You go lose in this nah, one too. Nah, nah, I didn't bring them, but you gotta relax. Okay. You're smoking weed. All right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 Louis, what, what is, what is the plan of this one? Okay. So this is called the. Uh, this was done in collaboration with uh, Thank you, sir. a brewery called the uh, Bowser, which they actually changed their when brand it, now. They're called. We'll get Pope. some more cups right now. And they're in the little Miami. District. I have some next door. Miami River District is where, where, where they're at. Mm. My office. And this is called El Puro. El Puro? Yeah, like your old man. Yeah, old man, El Puro. Your old man, El Puro. El Puro. Oh. This one is... Yeah, so... Is this just like a new, a new one or like... It's, it's a, been in it's the market for a while? Yeah. It's been in the market for a while? No, this actually got brewed. It'll be hitting the market uh, this week. 
El puro. El puro, yeah. El puro, yeah, so el puro. puro. Yeah, el puro. Yeah, like, el puro. Like, el puro. Your dad. Yeah. 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 El puro también. Pero they're doing the puro, like, if your dad. Because, you know, puro means dad also. Right. So this this is meant to be the dad. This is the Jack That's what I said. That's what I said to George. You know what I said? I'm like, I don't have any clean cups. All right. Here. Um. Tell us about it. Tell us about so it. So that's uh, it's it's considered it's called a a barley wine. It's an American style barley wine. So you're gonna get a lot of malty flavor, dark cherries, prunes, uh, some alcohol warmth, and then you're gonna get everything balanced out by like a nice citrusy, almost piney hot flavor. So it's just very simple, straight up beer, with lots of alcohol. Perfect time. Let's Perfect beer for the for the time of the year. Let's try. Cheers. 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 El puro. El puro. Oh, that's good. The dad. Oh man. The old man. Old man. Old man. Old man. Old man. You said this is 13? Yeah, 12%. 12? Yeah, it mass. It mass. Yeah, it is. No, 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 no. Listen, Louis. Let's ask Let's ask George Pedro. Let's ask George first. George, and then and then I'm gonna say something about it. Go ahead. 12% beer before. That shit. This one goes back to everything. Because usually when you have a 12% alcohol beer. You In lots of places, it's too yeah. sweet. It's too sweet. Mm. They, they don't, they don't, they yeah, leave too much residual sugar. So it's almost like drinking una malta. It's like super, super yeah. sweet. Gotcha. But when you dry out the beer enough and you make it hoppy enough where everything's balanced, you got a great drinking experience. Listen, That's really I, I tasted it and, you know, I'm not like such a, uh, in a beer critic like George's, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, I tried it and, and when, when actually, when it was all over my, my, my palate, right? All that stuff. Como que no siento. Like, I don't feel the... I'm good, I'm good. Let, uh, I don't let, feel... Um, kill it, kill let it. Eric try. No, no, no. Let Eric try. Uh, oh, no, there's, there's nothing there, bro. I'm not drinking. Um, What's up, Jonathan? <laughs> this. How's it going, man? Louis. Jonathan, Louis. Pleasure. Hey, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like the... the, 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 the como lo fuerte. How strong it is yet. Right. You're going to feel it after like two or three of those. You're going to feel good. That's what a ABV yeah. is. Yeah, no, like, it, Hold it, up, man. It has it really well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it because it's... Uh, you know, how we doing? I got a question. <laughs> hey, I, I, Can you catch a hangover? Just ask Louis. Louis. It's a, a barley wine, I think. Uh, yeah, you'll catch a hangover. <laughs> no, but I actually hides the alcohol very, very well. It's 12% strong. The, uh, is it? Yeah. Do, there's no coffee in here? It could, there's some, there's like roasted malt, so you might get like okay. slight hints of coffee, maybe a tad of chocolate. It's more like maltiness, dark cherries, some raisins. But it's like, as a beer warms up, usually dark beers, you have them warmer rather than cooler. Because once yeah. the beer warms up, you get all those uh, dark flavors coming out, like the dark cherries, the, the coffee, the chocolate. As the beer gets too cold, a lot of those flavors are masked. So it's better. It's better to be a little, a little warm than than, uh, than yeah. the cold. Pour right. this in and have air try it. So you could taste. So you could taste the what's what's in there. Exactly. What's in All it? those hidden flavors that you don't uh, get when the beer is. Cold. Yeah, I didn't know that. To me, it was like you know it's supposed to be cold. Like these beers, you drink them hot. They're gonna taste like shit. Right. You drink right, them super commercial. cold. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. When it's they're good. super cold, you're good to go. Yeah, that's right. why when uh, candela, candela. No, but I like <laughs> put them in the freezer and they bring you a cold glass. Yeah, that's why so they do that. Mask all the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> look, no, no, look, look. Old deck to me so far is one of the best, and I, I'm not yep. saying it because of Lewis is here, <laughs> and I'm saying it because of the fact that look, no, I'm, I'm being honest because of the fact that 
I, I, I drank it, right? It's not overpowering. Que se te va a quedar en la boca. Like, it's not yeah. going to stay like in your mouth like forever and ever. You, you get me? You don't, you don't feel that alcohol right, right away. That is, you know, I, I guess later you have to hit you because yeah. it's 12%. <laughs> el puro es 12%. So, el puro, el puro, el puro. El puro, el puro, el puro. puro pero, but, but, it's like smooth too, bro. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I could drink it and drink it and drink it. Yeah, you that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, I know, you're fucked up. I definitely, but no, but it's I like it. So, Lewis, one thanks for for bringing that in, man. Oh, that's, my that's awesome. Thank you very much. Super privileged to try that. You know, one of the first yeah, to try it. Ah, man, um, hey, pool is good. Two, just to I kind of recap from when I first met you guys to now. I mean, it's kind of like to me, it's since the craft brew scene is is very kind of homegrown very local, very representative of where you come from, where you grew up and, and what you're doing. And as, as it evolves, it's, you know, we're one, we're rooting for you. I mean, yeah, this is exactly it. what the craft beer scene, I think, should be, uh, should be represents. <laughs> should be, bro. And then uh, two, just to kind of single out some of the things that I've noticed that you've done that's that people, I think, appreciate. And I think there's an attention to detail that um, really shows through in the final product. One when I saw you guys, when I met you guys, one, you were very approachable. Uh, and a lot of the um, the craft beer community is, is very like that. And that's, I think, why CrossFit and beer is, is, is like you know, mix. they got, they go hand in hand. And that's like why we, mix, we, yeah. we talk about it, right? Yeah, we, right, we, right? We love both of them. We do. Um, and then, uh, two, you guys were the only ones that were washing the cups in between yeah. tastes. Wow. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's huge because you don't want to, you know, mix one from the other and you want your, that shows pride in your product and you don't want to dilute that and, and, and kind of mix it up and someone walk away with a bad experience. Um, and uh, uh, the last point I want to make um, when talking to you guys, I mean, I, I talked to you for a little bit through, um, through Instagram and you were very supportive of the military and you even offered to bring great, great, a few things great, great, uh, great. You know, for you. us and, and you brought all this and, and you came through, man. We, we really appreciate it. Thank, no, thank no, you very I, much. No, man, I really appreciate you guys having me here, man. This is really, really, really cool. No, and you know, I got two things to say before we finish it up and before you, you have anything. But one, uh, what I liked about Lewis is, is, like you said, approachable, but knowledge, your knowledge. You're a knowledgeable brewer. A person that knows what he's doing and a person that knows what needs to be into the product so the product could be accepted by the people. Okay, and that's, I, I learned that today. And the second thing is, what can you tell those people that are becoming like you? Local brewer, 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 brewer. Okay. The beer city, the beer city. <laughs> the saddle, the saddle, the saddle. But what, what, what kind of advice can you give them? Like, because, you know, and I'm not going to criticize no one. There's a lot of breweries. No, no, Socrates is a great brewery. No, no, there, there's a lot of brewers coming up, like you know, places right. to go and and try different beer. But as time goes on, those who are doing it with a passion, like you, will stay on, and those who are not, that maybe into the 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 the, the, the new wave or whatever, all right. But are not knowledgeable enough. What I get fade out, <laughs> all right. Fade but, it out. Yeah, yeah, like fade out. No pun intended. <laughs> and, you know, but but the bottom line is, what can you advise those people that are into this and that are 
and that um want to continue doing it. What is your advice to them? Well, I'm going to give them the advice that I got when I first started. And uh, I took it to one of my first uh, homebrews that I thought that I was doing really good. And they told me, right. keep it simple, learn the basics, and then start experimenting. You can't start, ex you can't start experimenting <coughs> until you learn how to make a good base beer. So make us nice, simple... Blondale. I know it's not the most classy or the most, uh, you know, edgy beer you can make, but those are beers that are hard to hide off flavors in. So you can make a crappy beer and then hide it with a bunch of like fruit and a bunch of shit in it. Yeah. Right. But that base beer is crap. Yeah. And once you start making beer on the big scale, uh -huh. you're going to be throwing money away. Mm. So learn, learn, the the, learn the basics. Learn how to frito un huevo frito. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> start experimenting with the with the with the classier stuff. So it's just yeah. basics, man. Learn the basics. Make a good, simple recipe first. Clean, no off flavors, and then start experimenting with fruits and and sourness and barrel aging, whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. But simple. Nice. Okay. Get so the basics done. Can I be get your brand together? Get your brand right? together. Get, get your, your recipes. Together. Get your recipe together. All and right. Do it the right way. Right. Simple. You know. And then experiment and all kinds of stuff and right. get, you know, your to to puro bien hecho to mend this fuel. Lo que sea. Lo, lo que yeah, sea, but easy. learn the basis first. And then try and to... then and then go on from there. Yeah, and then experiment. Got you, got you. Thank you very much, Lewis man, for, for being here with us, man. No, it's an absolute pleasure. You, you stick around? Yeah, oh, stick around. We're going yeah, to continue stick around. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. All right, great, oh, man. Wait, were you kicking him out, bro? <laughs> no, I'm saying, you know, but you know, but uh, I mean, I know you. I knew. I know you want to do the CrossFit thing too. Yeah, no, no, no. But uh, Louis can stay Which here. Wait, we can get Louis doing yeah, CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not wrong there for toma, CrossFit. Toma, toma. <laughs> toma, toma. I'll teach you what not to do during CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> but um, thank you very much, man. But now we're gonna go into CrossFit, and I know we got Ivan, our in-house trainer. Ivan, Ivan runs a Louis, uh, so, so Ivan is our in-house trainer, the person that um, helps us with the knowledge of crossfitting, all that stuff. Hold on, and let me ask a quick question. Go ahead, go ahead, so we got, you know, brewer, crossfit guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Both. Yesterday, as a matter of fact, because we we talk about both, and I yeah, I, lo I love both. This is, this is actually the the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah right. this is re right. representative yeah. of the podcast. Balance it out. So yeah. if I if you had to give up one, which one would it be? Oh hell! No, no, that's a, <laughs> man. that's like when you have kids. Like, which one do you want? You want more? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, nah, man, you want more? No podcast. <laughs> Ah, uh, bro, it's all about balance, man. It's all about yeah, balance. Yeah, it is, it is. I, I totally agree. Balance. But if you did have to give up one, you, you wouldn't go. No, man, I'm good with both, bro. <laughs> They're keeping me alive, bro. Both yeah, of them are keeping me alive. Because sometimes, like, you know, right. I, I, I finish the CrossFit they on keep... the weekends, they, you know, like, you know, on a Wednesday <laughs> or a Tuesday, and sometimes I, I find myself, you know, opening a beer. What kind of, what kind of look, beer is that? Me that look. No, not yeah. like, yeah. me that look. Like you're drinking on the weekday? Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> I need it. Wow. My I girl's the one it. opening it, was, it for it me. Like, <laughs> listen, yesterday. I, that's my rule. I don't no, drink. No, you know why? You know why I didn't drink yesterday? I try to do that. Because there was no beer in the fridge. 
<laughs> but but yeah, after that workout that like we did, Postmates after it. that work. Hey, you can't be drinking after every workout. I know my brother, but I listen, my brother. Pedro, you know this. That was was why. Worked out today. (laughs) No, but I mean, but like during the week. No, but it was it was because I didn't find a beer. You're L one certified. I'm L one certified with a beer belly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a f about the beer belly, man. I'll have my beer, but um, that's why I didn't drink. Because sometimes, listen, you know, you you get home from like a hard workout, take a shower, bro. Nice you know, they got a nice cold beer. You're like, ah. You know, it's like a relaxing kind you know of thing, bro. what's good after a good workout? A nice protein shake yeah. and a good, nice <laughs> oh, meal, man. brother. Wow. <laughs> no, bro, no, yeah, no, no, no. Get up for the next day. I'm too old for that, bro. My protein comes in beer. That's a beer, bro. You got to have your carbs, too. Hey, that's all carbs. That's all carbs. To me, that's all carbs. To me, it's protein. No, no, to me, that's protein. What's up, Jonathan? What's up, man? We miss you, bro. Hey, yeah, what you mean? Hey, yeah, you were. He was on time out. I was in time out because I blacked out last podcast. Hey, Jonathan's my PR manager, and he wasn't here to defend me when Boris was taking shots at me on the last podcast. Welcome back, my brother. Welcome back. Great to have you. So last time we have Danny, Danny OG Soul, and um. No, it was a really good. No, no, it was a. You know, and I want you to actually, you know, and we're gonna continue with the conversation. And I think one of the main thing that we took out of it is, is you know, the future of CrossFit. And you know, he spoke a lot about the future of CrossFit, and you know, that's why that's why I wanted you to be here, man, because. I'm not saying that Danny is 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 you know is the 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 more the 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 best in CrossFit or anything like that or my fresh or anything like that. No, but, but sometimes different perspective is good. No, but as when far it, as as far as coaches and business owners yeah. down in Florida, right. he is there. Like he, I mean, no debate. Like he's the know, best. I don't hear other names, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's the best. Right. Like there is other guys, you know, that yeah. are up there. There's other gyms that are up there. But, but I want also to hear your point three. of view on like the future of CrossFit. Um, you, you get me because um, yeah. you know, I know he's he's he's, he's the OG man. He's yeah, the OG, yeah, yeah. like you said, and it is, and we have to respect him. Yeah, again, when he's when he, and, he, and, you know, and I agree. When, when he and started listen, CrossFit, I was in high school. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I and I show agree. You a <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I agree. I agree to like 100 percent what everything he said. Yeah, right. Because it actually is is what it is, and what I've seen so far in five years in CrossFit. Yeah. But I also wanted you as my as, as the trainer that, that you you are as a love and the love of life, and, man, and, the, of life. <laughs> and the, the person that we've been have more contact with when yeah. it comes to CrossFit to actually also say you know your point of view on this whole you know Thank movement you of where CrossFit is going, sure. you know where is it now and where is it going in your point of view. And that's why I, I want you to touch on it. And that's why I was leaving you for the last, man. Like yeah. the dessert, you know? Like, hey, for leave you for the last. So you could actually give us your point he of view. He wants you to be the caboose. What are, what are no, no, that, I mean. What are some of the things that Danny said? Just kind of recap. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, Danny's saying that um, basically um, uh, the whole idea of CrossFit is moving towards more health. of health. Okay? And, and, and it was evident because of the, in the last um, CrossFit game, if you watched it on, on YouTube, you'll see that they had a lot of commercial of people that were not only overweight, but had like health issues, okay, doing CrossFit and getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like like you said, it's more like turning not only in working out and getting buff and all that stuff and being able to do this and, and push this much weight, but at the same time, you know, keeping healthy 
and, and, and healthy habits, I guess. Not just yeah. for elite athletes. Well, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. for more yeah. of us. For overall health. Yeah. Exactly. Which, that's always been their goal, but I think it was because it was becoming where, like, in a group of friends, like, you know, some of us, we know what CrossFit is because you guys just started, you just started, right? In the few. But, I mean, anybody else that would hear before about it, they would just think the crazy <sighs> stuff, like the like the handstand push-ups, like the walking on your hands, like, you know, doing the, tire, the crazy heavy tire flips, which when you guys do come to the gym, we don't do that. Yeah. But that's the name that it was getting. So as far as the brand, they started having to be like, no, we got to market ourselves that we are about. There's a 1%, like it's literally like the LeBron, right? You have like the LeBron in the NBA <coughs> and then the rest of the guys, the people that play basketball at a park, they're not going to make it there, which is like the big group compared right. to the 1% of the people that are actually competing. You know what I'm saying? And a lot right. of people thought like that's all it was. So they're trying to make sure like no no this is what our focus is we're trying to you know better better ourselves lose weight get healthier and stay healthy yeah stay healthy which that's what it's about it's only again it's only a few people like how many games athletes do you personally know none none right none. that's exactly none. but you know none. a bunch of all of your friends now most right. of them do crossfit right correct yeah so correct. Yeah. you know that's that's what it's, and you know, one it's of the things that he about. was telling one of the advices that he gave to uh to board it was that you know, like the most important thing when it comes to CrossFit is actually the what you eat. Yeah. Okay. Because even though you could you could be in, in in the in the in the box in the CrossFit box for like you know five days a week, but if you add the hours, it's only like maybe like five hours, six hours, or something yeah. like that, and no, that's course. it. Yeah, yeah. But you are eating the rest of the time, so nutrition is you know is is one of the big things, and and I, and I guess it, you know and and I want you to continue to elaborate on that. Because it's also like part of what CrossFit is is actually moving towards. Mm -hmm. Also, the idea of nutrition. A lot yeah, of stuff. because I mean, at the end of the day, you're only with me for an hour. So think about it. Out of whatever, he wants to be with you four hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I think about it. Out of the ten to twelve, <laughs> yourself, my brother. Out of a ten or twelve hour day, right? You're with me for one hour. I can't control what you do for the next eleven hours. So yeah, you might have came and got a good workout in, but if you ate like shit the rest of the day. That kind of, you know, it's not going to help you. It's better for you to eat healthy that whole day and not and miss a day at the gym. Like, so how do you see CrossFit in the coming years? How do you see it? Like, do you see it as a, well, not 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 even that, that much competition, more into, you know, a, I don't know, calisthenic type of thing instead of, like, no. heavyweight or... Because if we talk about nutrition and we talk about health and continue to be no. healthy, then what's going to gonna happen point, to, like, the, the working out, the pushing? To a point that he brought up was, like, Remember, there was a spike in a couple of years where there was a lot of gyms, right? Correct, yeah. There was a bunch of gyms and whatever. Now you got a lot less gyms. So what you're going to see now more is more coaches are going to try to, like, gain more knowledge. Hey, I need to know about nutrition. I need to know about how to take care of the Mark. clients, making sure they stay healthy so that there is, like, those clients stay with you for a long, longer period of time. Because one thing he said was that Glassman, I believe the, mm -hmm. the name of the person that started the whole thing of CrossFit, that, that in, in his, I guess... Talks. Yeah, he went to. Yeah, that he said that um, there will be a lot of CrossFit boxes. Yeah, yeah. But those who are doing it right, and uh, are the ones that are gonna stay, stay around, around, and they are the ones that are gonna continue to move CrossFit to another level. Mm -hmm. While all, all those people that are not getting the knowledge, like you said, and are begin becoming more experienced and, and paying pay, pay more attention to the clientele and a lot of stuff, are gonna just fade out. Which mm -hmm. you, you saw that happen like for the last couple of years, you know. Now there's a mm -hmm. lot less gyms now around than there was before. So you have, you know, now it's when it, you, the best gyms kind of stuck around. 
we, as far as us as a gym, we're in a weird position because, like, the way we started was kind of like we, you know, we kind of just took over something that was, you know, coming to an end, I guess you can say. Right, or, okay. So it's like, I would say we're like the exception to. Tell them your, the name of the, our CrossFit, bro. Yeah, Revival, Revival Athletic Academy. Like, we just, we didn't, it's not like we just, oh, let's open up a gym and we started with zero what members. What was the, the middle one? Say it again? Athletic Academy. I got a question. I got a question to ask you real quick. In regards to CrossFit, um, I heard you say that a lot of gyms are shutting down. So well, they shut down. A lot of gyms shut oh, down they shut in the down? last couple of years. Yeah. Okay, and let me ask you why. What's 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 behind of these? Uh, so I think a lot of people just shutting down. Again, uh, recapping to the interview from last week, mm. a lot of people just opened up boxes and and then just you know programming was out the roof. People started getting hurt. So CrossFit started getting a bad name. And then as I far agree. as... You got to. What? Keep <laughs> going. What? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Hey, and then CrossFit started getting a bad name, so people started getting hurt. You know, okay. as far as prices, you know, you could go to a gym, which they would charge you like $130 a month. A gym would charge you 70 bucks a month, you know. At the end, that $70 one probably closed down just because they had too many people, no coaching, et cetera. So it just it went, you know wrong that way gotcha okay yeah um that's what danny was saying the yeah. the, the last person we had here yeah again which one I, of the, I, I love when yeah. he pointed out saying how people will come and they, you know everybody wants to try to get a discount yeah. which i get times are tough but at the end they're like they offer great you know you want to you want to ride in the bends you're not going to pay for what you pay for like you know uh, a lower brand you know what i'm saying right, right. so it is what it is you know so i mean no, I, 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 you, I love that you don't want to yeah. be known as like the discount yeah, you, discount right. coach i would love yeah, like and I guess, you know, like, one of the things I took from that, and, you know, the, the last person that we had here, who's an expert on on, uh, on CrossFit around this area, he's like one of, and, and overall, in the United States, he's one of the most knowledgeable person. His name is Danny um, OG Soul. And um, basically, one of the things he said... By the way, you uh, yeah. gave him that name. No, he's, no, right? no, basically, he's, he gave it to himself. He said, you know, I want to... But one of the things he brought up was the fact that they, you, they, you had all this gym opening up, all right? And um, some had, like, great deals. Like, you know, you pay $80 a month or $70 a month. While in his box, his gym, you know, you're probably paying $150 a month or something like that. But, but you are getting, you know, trainers that are expert. Training that are going to be, training that are going to be there with you, making sure that you do the the workout the way you're supposed to, and the movement the way you're supposed to, and the supposed the well, not supposedly the the person who made the whole thing of CrossFit was saying that that listen, if anybody wants to wants to open a, a CrossFit uh, uh, box gym, you know you got you just pay the 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 fee, and you open it, it's fine. You and you know you don't have to follow specific rules as long as you do. The principle of CrossFit is fine. You can run as you want. But he said something that, you know, hit me. And and that, I guess that's the most important thing of it is that those who are the best and those who take care of their clientele, those who continue to get better, like you said, knowledgeable about yeah. CrossFit, are going to stay behind and are going to stay forever. And those are just going to fade and bring them back to beer. Yeah. Those who are making good beer... And those, you know, because you have a lot of brewery open, opening it up because people want to taste different type of beer. But those who are making good bland, you know, Mendes Fuel and Pood and all that well, stuff so that tastes good are going to stay behind. But those who are, are you know, not doing a good, a good job are going to fade away. Just to, like, clarify real quick. <laughs> so Mendes Fuel is a 
Um, no man, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. It's a gas station. No, not like that. Explain. Explain them to me. You're gonna tell them. So, so they sell beer. So it's a like a, literally a gas station. They have gas. Like they pump gas. Right. Yeah, and they just but he takes but they carved the niche, yeah. which yeah. is awesome because exactly. that's so. I don't know if you've heard of Tavor. Tavor? Tavor, yeah. No. So, so, Actually, the name's so familiar. Yeah, so they'll, they'll sell beer. The app? Right, the app? Yeah. yeah. So the, the but it's, I mean, you're paying a premium. I mean, they're getting a, a can of beer for, you know, a dollar, two dollars or whatever. And then, I mean, they're selling it to you for six, which is fine because they have to ship it. I mean, they have to. Awesome, man. You yes. start buying a bottle of beer for 20 bucks and they're reselling it on the secondhand market for 100 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. So you have. It's crazy, yeah. So you have places like Mendez Fuel that opened up and, and it's so. It, it all comes down to accessibility. Right. So if Mendez Fuel is around, I mean, I don't have to. I mean, great. It's a beer from Seattle. That's all fine and good. Right. But then there's there's so many breweries now. Obviously, you don't want to pay premium prices. No, I have a question. Not to like. Put it no, no, go ahead, go ahead, please, please do. Because you guys were talking about because we, we're having an issue in our industry where people are charging you a premium. How you're saying you pay a premium for good trainers, right? But in our, in our industry, some some people like charging a premium when the beer isn't really significantly better than one that's cheaper. Is it the same issue with like trainers? Maybe they are charging you 130 bucks. Maybe they aren't that good. Maybe you have someone like me charging you 70. That is legit. But he just wants to get a piece of the pie and and build his, his right. business. But right. you say better, and just to kind of understand that a little better, is it is it because they're creating a sense of scarcity? Is that why? Yes. Okay. So like an exclusivity thing. Right, right, right. Okay. They're, they're telling you it's better beer. They're selling it with a premium like it's better beer. Right. But not just not. here, and like in, in other markets, because right. I've been to other markets, we travel a lot, and some beers, they're like, oh, this is like a holy grail type beer, and you're like, oh, right. this is, it's good, right. but it's but not, it's not worth that. that extra premium. <laughs> it's right. not you know right. I mean? right. Yeah, which... Well, well in CrossFit, yeah. that, I mean, I you want to like, answer so, that. Go ahead. Yeah, so I feel like you could do that. You're kind of just both, both yeah, no, no, it's fine. I'm going to relate this to sneakers, and I'll come back to CrossFit. Well, so, yeah. so, so for example, like, right, like the Jordan and Nike brand, they've been around forever now. Everybody knows it. So if you do do something like that is exclusive, you're able to do that. But again, it's known, right? Like you've you've already, I you know, you, you've worn it, you've worn multiple shoes. So I feel like you, your name, right? Your beer quality, you've been around for a while. If people know it, you could do that. But if somebody randomly just, you know, comes into the game and it starts trying to be exclusive, it's kind of like, I mean, we got to test, you got to test the product. So that's the same way with like yeah. the gyms. Like for a while, it was just like, you know, you had these top quality gyms and, their price was, you know, like, might be, some people, I get it, you know, economy's hard, like, I think there's a gym membership, and you compare it to uh, $30 LA Fitness, but you're never going to get the same, never. it's never going to be the same. Same attention, yeah, you know, the same, yeah, even let, Let's just start off from the social, sometimes a lot of people go to the gym just for a social environment, you know, like, a lot of people just go there just because, like, they they feel like they're the that weird person in their work area, or this and that, but they come to our gym, and it's like, you fucking hit it off, because you got something in common. Right? right, you're not gonna get that anywhere else. So you get to that to be that exclusivity. So you have gyms that just open up and then they're just dropping like a you know the a Groupon price or whatever it is, and you know you have a hundred people there and it's not the same. same. You don't get you know what I mean. Right. You're not. I'm for the yeah, I, 
<laughs> no, but Keep I keep waiting on it, brother. I'll tell you what, Danny, Danny, Danny fired me up like in a good way. We were, you know, it was great. I loved it. Talk about that. Can you talk about that? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. yeah. Like, how did, him, how, did, how did Danny fire you up? Just him, like the way he feels, like it's like, the way he is. You know, it's mindset that I think I carried over. And again, our. Should have been our, here, bro. Our way of taking over the gym, our our gym startup is not like we just started up and we're at zero clients. No, we took over with members, which we're fortunate to have. But at the same time, they were used to uh, certain rules, certain environment, you know, certain aspect of how it was back then. My yeah. mindset is completely different. Mm. You know, I could I have some of that, like how Danny kind of looks at things. Like sometimes I think about it like that way. And sometimes Taylor will like hold me back, you know, or whatever it is. But she was listening to uh, Crazy. We were both in different cars and we were listening to the same podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. we had to drop off a rental, blah, blah, whatever. Mm -hmm. When I got in the car, she's listening to it. He's dropping their gems and then he said something there and I was like, you see? Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, that's what makes, you know, it doesn't mean we're going to have to go that route or anything like right. that, but it's kind of like, it opens up your mind it, to yeah, some it opens potential. Up your mind. Like, yeah. you know, so you start you thinking maybe you kind of, maybe not that they, exact yeah. route, you know but something say? similar to They it. say that don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Because the wheel's already there. Yeah. You know, I guess it goes in with beer, it goes with CrossFit, it goes with everything in life. Well, okay. I mean, Everybody, now we're talking you, about business, you'll which take, is... You know, no, yeah, yeah, right. But what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to say is that if something is working out for a, per, for a person, maybe you could take some of those aspects, all right, with you to make your... You know your, your type of outlook yeah. into CrossFit even better. Yeah, like you like, know? I, like I tell her, we we're fortunate enough that somehow we have not somehow, but we have we're lucky enough to have people that trust us and they see something in us. Like right. again, you guys could go anywhere, and you know it could be different. Maybe it could be better. It could be, who knows? But again, you guys give us George comes us, from listen Doral exactly. So again, the fact that you guys give us your trust and like you know you guys are. You put yourselves in a position where, again, we got to take care of your bodies, this and that. It's like we owe it to you guys to gain more knowledge. How he says, like, you know, you should know about everything. And, like, that's something I've been, you know, voicing out for the longest now. And it's kind of like, all right, see, like, maybe, yeah. you know, it's different. Yeah. You know, it's not just me. So Just to kind of add on some of that because of whether it's you're talking about uh, the gym itself or improving in CrossFit. No, or anything. More the gym, not, not, not so much. No, no, no. I'm just I'm relating it to uh, just as an athlete, right? So if you if you talk about stuff, a, a lot of it is communication. Which any relationship, whether it's client um, uh, to you know, for in your case, it's a gym or, or whatever the case is, the communication is is important, right? Yeah. So uh, this type of scenario where we're already talking about it, and one is broadcasted a little bit. It serves that purpose a little, right? You know, to in order to kind of get those ideas out there and then start talking about it and and, and kind of pick and choose and because uh, as Danny was talking, just for my own myself being an athlete, I was like, I, those nuggets, you know, yeah. you kind of listen to it and you're like, okay, I can improve in that sense. And, and you and I have had plenty of conversations about workouts, competitions right. itself. Like and, you know, what I'm saying where I'd be like, hey Pedro, why don't you do this? And you're like, look, dude, you know, sometimes there's a bigger there's something else going on outside right. of this. And it's like, oh, you know what? He's right. Like, you know, you, we just don't know. But the fact that we could have that talk, you know, a lot right. of people, I mean, you go to other places and it's like, oh, hey, and you're yep. in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's something that you like a number. Falls, yeah. I think it, it falls by the wayside, I think, yeah. is that communication and how important it is yeah. to get these ideas out there.
Sure. And the bottom line is... Well, the bottom line is... <laughs> <laughs> what is the bottom thank line, Socrates? Uh, the bottom line is that, first of all, thank you, Louis, for being here with us. Oh, oh thank pleasure. Rudy, man. And bringing hey. the hey. here to here, man. It was great. Thank you, Ivan. I got a beer, dude, bro. Look, as you see... You liked it? You liked it? You liked it? That was good. And that because you're here. Because I would have been awesome. Like, oh, it's not my thing, but... There's some I I have my own business, and there's some I ask a lot of people, what is it that we can do or... Is there something that could be said about how to kind of expand your vision and help you out in that sense as far as your 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 goals, pretty much? Is there... Uh, bro, whenever you meet someone, you know, say, hey, Old Tech Beer is legit. Um, I'm going to do a shameless plug. You guys could check out our website, www.oldtechbeer.com. Yeah, check that out yesterday. And then we have a beer finder. Uh, you could see, you could go on our website, check... I have an interactive map that shows every place that has my beer on top. Oh, nice, yes. Sorry. Nice. Yeah. There was this one beer I, I saw on it. It was a long name, and I was like, I got to remember this name to ask you about it. I, I can't remember. I still can't remember. Vinny Van Gomez. What's another one? That that might be it. You could call me Anhinga. That one. Oh, it's funny because um, there's a song called <laughs> You Could Call Me Out. Okay. And so eh, it's funny. My wife and I sometimes when we're drinking we come up with the funniest shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a So we had a we had a in our old house where we had the old deck, we had a, a lake in the back and we saw uh an Aninga, a Inga, which is a Florida native bird. So we mm. came up with the name. We were actually listening to the song, she goes why don't we call the beer? You could call me Anhinga. Like, you could call me Al, which is the name of the bird. So, I mean, it was nice, just simple. Nice, nice. Hey, Eric, like I said, all the names are pretty much us and life experiences, whether it be traveling up with or, it while you're home, or whatever, whatever it could be. Yeah. Well, bottom line, please do what you like. Do what you like, whatever you like. As long as you do with love. If people's trying to train, I will let them know where to go. You guys can you guys can either reach Boris, right? Because he's gonna, or we have our Instagram page, Revival Athletic Academy, or my own page, um, Ivan Hidalgo ninety three. Okay, great. Oh, oh. And you always already yeah. said olddeck.com, right? Olddeckbeer.com, or you can follow us on Instagram at olddeckbeer. Olddeckbeer. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta put it on. Thank you very much, man. Wrap it up, brother. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers. Thank you very much, guys.